1: And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm one of the hosts, Steve, and uh, with me is a man who's so manly he's known as he-ya-hell, it's... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: it's he-ya-hell here. He-ya-hell Hulk Glamazonia of... uh... Uh, the the circus of crime i am going to use circus of crime as much as i can because i i just it's such a wonderful uh terrible name yeah. and i just don't know what else i'm going to be able to use it so uh the yeah. circus of crime How are you doing, i'm steve?
1: doing great i'm wishing i would have run away to join the circus of crime when i was a young lad well, i'm also wish well steve you've joined the uh circus of obscurity. yeah so, just as good just as good I wish we would have gone with that name instead of Estancia for our band back in the day. (laughs) Circus of Crime. crime. That
2: actually would have been kind of cool. Yeah,
1: or does that sound too rap rockish? I don't know. like, it sounds like we're going to do a
2: crossover with uh, Crazy Town. Yeah. Like, do a yeah. follow-up to Butterfly.
1: Aww. Horrible references all around. Uh, but I loved it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in case... Uh, I'm not proud. I'm not Nor proud. should you be. and uh, But should we be proud that we are uh, talking about Sensational She-Hulk number one? It's hard to say. It's a little... Uh, you got the alliteration going on there. Uh, sensational She-Hulk number one, uh, the... Second, uh, I guess, ongoing series of She-Hulk because uh, the original one was called Savage She-Hulk, and uh, why are we talking about? Oh, that's where that's where Eric Larson got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's only <laughs> like ripped off all of his ideas uh, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! I mean, it's a good, you know, it's good execution. I would say. Uh, hey, hey, a lot of a lot of characters are derivative. Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, of
2: other characters, so I don't really have a problem with that as long as the story's uh, decent. And
1: uh... <laughs> are you afraid Eric Larson's going to come after us like one Rob Liefeld <laughs> might someday? He's he's in this room right <laughs> now. <laughs> you will read all the Savage Dragon. Uh, no, uh, but yeah. So, so why are we talking about Sensational She-Hulk number one in 2022?
2: Well, Steve, uh, you know, as you know, we uh, here at the Circus of Obscurity, we stick to the obscure generally, mm. but whenever we get a chance to be. Uh, somewhat topical or cover something that's somewhat topical, we jump on it like the pariahs
1: uh, that <laughs> course, we are. Of course, we're just like all podcasters we're, and YouTubers, we're desperate for views and downloads, so uh, so here yeah. we are.
2: And attention, Steve, oh, and attention. Oh, absolutely. Uh,
1: Let me just make sure you my know, uh, hair is right.
2: I, I mean, if you think about it, Steve, you and I, we've been in bands, we've been professional wrestlers, mm-hmm, we've been acting. Mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Go, actually, you had a YouTube channel going for a sure. bit. Now this is like your third podcast or something. Something like that. We may be in need of therapy because <laughs> we need a lot of attention. I mean, this <laughs> is
1: the therapy, I, I think. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I think we've been a podcast longer than Estancia was a band, at least when I was with you guys, because I was the last one to join. Like, do you think... Yeah, you you joined after uh, Denver. Left right, the, the last episode. dinosaur. Yep. 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways, nobody cares about this, but yeah, uh, you and actually, I guess it's technically my fault. We're watch, uh, We read She Hulk since you gave me a choice between this and something else mm-hmm. that was less topical. Sleepwalk. Right. And I said, well, let's be topical. Oh, I'm. Uh, hey, we
1: can't, I'm not mad at it. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's stop talking about it and actually start talking about it. <laughs> ready to jump into she? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he almost spit out yeah, I'm his ready,
2: coffee. Ready to All right, let's. Uh, yeah. So this is the second. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead and run the bumper, Steve.
1: I'll sure, sure. It. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You were uh, about to say something uh, important about She-Hulk before we (laughs) transitioned. Uh,
2: No, not really. I was just going to mention something you had mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier when we first tried recording this, that this is indeed the second, uh, I guess, volume
1: or the second attempt at Marvel putting out a Mm She-Hulk book. That's correct. Uh, In fact, It is uh, mirrored (laughs) in the name of the of the story here in um, in Sensational She-Hulk number one. The name of it is Second Chance. This uh, reading this book was uh, interesting because I mean it's obviously like a parody or a satire. Uh, Maybe not, and maybe it doesn't go as overboard as you as you want it to, or at least as I would want it to. So is this cover like a joke in itself um it's like uh what do you think you
2: know they they obviously weren't taking themselves super seriously uh in this book uh like there's a lot of stuff that's very tongue in cheek mm-hmm. and kind of leans into the campiness shall we say sure uh, at least i think that was the intent right that
1: that's the weird <laughs> um, thing is that you can't tell if it's like the uh you know over the top uh, satire or if it's just uh the book is just so old that it it's just coming off really dated basically is what i'm saying well i,
2: I don't know maybe because you know this is 1989 mm-hmm. i mean books comic books from the most part from then took well, on the marvel and dc side mm-hmm. of things you know i think most books took themselves pretty seriously they were they were definitely starting
1: uh, to because i mean this is definitely after like uh, Watchmen and uh the dark knight uh, returns like those those books sort of came in and uh shook up the industry and made everything yeah. all uh dark and gritty but uh 90 we're just around the corner from
2: 90s 2 characters right you know, right, right. Uh, they're, already, they're already starting you already got your sonics and stuff
0: <laughs>
1: well i mean it could possibly have something to do with the uh artist slash writer's uh age maybe and i mean i I'm not being ageist here, but you know, let's uh, go ahead and um, jump into the the notes here for uh, for She Hulk herself. Um, I've got uh, so I don't know about. Oh, actually, let's. The most important question of all is, what is your history, if any, with She Hulk? Uh,
2: I don't really have any. I mean, I was always aware of her as a comic book uh, collector and fan, but I never bought any of her comic Great. books um i never even like remember seeing god i, I can't even remember seeing any issues for sale or, or, or at least displayed prominently at any of the comic shops i went to mm-hmm. now that i think about it um but yeah well what, what, what about you what's what's your history uh what's your sticky history
1: you always have to make it what, sexual what's the, what's the, my god do i i I don't
2: know, Steve. Uh, Stan Lee here opens the comic book by saying that there's going to be pulps pounding pandemonium.
1: Here. <laughs> he was just uh, trying to make an alliteration, you know. It's completely there's a lot of PG. that here. Fa-
2: sensational She-Hulk, mm. fabulous first issue is what it says on the cover oh, as well. Oh yeah.
1: Anyways, yeah.
2: Your, your, your history, Stephen, with, uh, with She-Hulk.
1: Well, officer, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's much like the the same as yours. Uh, I do remember seeing uh an issue or two on the shelf, but you know, back in the nineties when I was really uh, deep into Marvel, I don't even remember her like showing up in a guest spot. Even when I was reading my right. brother's Hulk comics, like she never even like made an appearance. I think maybe she was just in her sort of own little sort of comedic bubble and I guess they didn't want to uh right. you know, throw her in with the uh the serious characters and um uh but uh, i mean i've always been i guess or since they decided to give her her own freaking show i'm just like man well what uh what are they seeing in she-hulk these days so i guess that's another reason for going back and actually reading one of her comics so yeah. in case uh anyone uh it doesn't know because i i sure didn't until i uh, started doing research for this episode Um, Alright, this particular comic, it was released uh, January 3rd, uh, 1989, um, and uh, it's actually called uh, Second Chance, because this is her uh, second series, as uh, Yehel said. Uh, The first one was called Savage She-Hulk, and I guess it was uh, more serious. And um, the writer and artist of uh, this book is uh, John Byrne. Are you familiar with the work of John Byrne?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, super prolific writer and uh, artist uh, in the comic book field. I think he's passed away, right?
1: Uh, no, uh, it doesn't. It didn't say that on Wikipedia. I think he's a... We'll find okay, out. Okay, th-
2: <laughs> then he probably has. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm thinking of George Perez who passed
1: away. Oh, that's yeah. That's the awesome. artist of the Ultra Force and nothing else. Yep. Um... <laughs> Nothing else, Nothing. Well, he's most known for the Ultra Force, basically. Oh, that's what he's
2: most known for. Uh, yeah, I, I could have sworn he did something on, I don't know, something called Final
1: Crisis. <laughs> Wait. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Never heard of it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John Byrne was a big deal. Uh, even though I think probably by the time you and I um, uh, started reading in the 90s, like I, I didn't see him too much on mainstream stuff. I remember... A lot of uh, talk about his Dark Horse book, uh, Next Men, which I remember looking at once and having no idea what was going on. Um, (laughs) Did you ever look at a Next Men comic? (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I, I hope that was like supposed to be a parody or something, because otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I don't know anything about him, to be honest. But uh but yeah, basically, as you said, he's a big time superstar. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he's British born, but naturalized American author. Um And of course, just like all the uh, image guys. He was on at one point. He was on Uncanny X-Men and Fantastic Four, and I think that's what a lot of people remember him from. And he also worked on uh, Superman for DC. Uh, Oh, and he also did another one of his uh, creator-owned books that was big in the '90s was Danger Unlimited. So um, I guess John Byrne, who was a really big deal, he wanted to work on She-Hulk. Saw some uh, potential in her and uh, decided to pick up the reins on her uh, second uh, series here. And, uh, yeah, um, I mean, this was definitely the She-Hulk I remember from the 90s. Like, I don't know if right. you... look. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in the thumbnail, I kind of have her, uh, her, her more current look, where she's a lot beefier and wears that uh, sort of purple swimsuit or whatever. And also, I think a lot of gamers would know that look from uh, Marvel, which is a is Marvel their fantasy <laughs> marvel oh, oh, vs Capcom 2 i think uh is what yes yeah. yeah of course of course, of course. so uh, uh
2: steve um before you move on to the other people that worked on this book we have a first uh as far as for this podcast in terms of uh when we've covered comic books do you know what the first is um no well steve i'll <laughs> tell you john byrne has worked on star trek
1: Comic oh my Steve. god this is amazing so we
2: have the first comic book star trek connection he worked <laughs> on the miniseries called star trek alien spotlight that he uh said uh, i guess in some interview that he has a he called it a self-describe or he self-described it as a professional fan fiction but it was put out on idw hmm. he also worked on star trek assignment earth one through five star trek romulans one through two star trek crew and then he did a couple uh 2009 uh, star trek books so he's actually written uh, quite a few <laughs> Uh, and,
1: and drawing quite a few Star Trek comic books Alright, well done, here it comes Just for you, buddy
0: Ah, oh no We've just entered another Star Trek connection Ah,
1: Wow. I I can't believe I didn't see this coming. I know you were not expecting that. (laughs) No, no, no. Wow. That's what I love about our show. It keeps everyone on their toes. (laughs) Like, You think you're going to tune in and hear some guys review a kid's show. Instead, they're talking about orgies and God knows what else. Uh, (laughs) yeah so yeah just real quick uh, a few of the other people who worked on uh, this book the inker was Bob uh, Wyasek I mean all these people are basically just sort of Marvel bullpen regulars uh, who were like worked on everything at the time Uh, this is an interesting name Glynis Oliver was the uh, colorist and of course the publisher is uh, Marvel Comics and then John Byrne just did everything else he's a He's a double threat. I'm sure, triple. I'm sure he's a triple threat in some other way. Uh, we just have to figure it out. Um, so yeah, oh, just to get into uh, She-Hulk herself, her um, first appearance was in the Savage She-Hulk uh, number one uh, back in uh, February of 1980. And uh, I mean, I was was a little even. A, I was even a little foggy on her origin but here it is in case nobody knows. And it's, uh, Her name is uh, Jen Walters and uh, she's a lawyer and after an injury uh, received she, an emergency blood tra- transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, and acquired a milder version of the Hulk condition. As such, Walters becomes a large, powerful, green-hued version of herself. Unlike Banner, she largely retains her personality, in particular the majority of her intelligence and emotional control. Like Hulk, she is still susceptible to outbursts of anger and becomes much stronger when enraged. In later series, her transformation is permanent, and she often breaks the fourth wall for humorous effect and running gags. (laughs) Do you have anything else to say about this cover here?
2: I mean, you know, again, I don't think the cover's great as Mm -hmm. a cover, per se. You know, there's no action. You know, normally you'd think you'd want, like, a really, like, flashy catchy Mm -hmm. cover for your first issue right to get people's attention especially considering i guess the first book didn't sell that great right (laughs) (laughs) by their own admission here on the cover however you know i guess it's also like pretty unique cover Mm -hmm. you know and i can't remember seeing a cover from marvel around this time that was like breaking the fourth wall and talking to the Mm -hmm. reader so i guess it's got its pros and cons i don't feel great about it but i don't (laughs) feel bad about it
1: well, I, I mean, I sort of feel the same way. I mean, I think they're just trying to show you that, you know, this is a a funny book or a satire, if you will. Um, it's like, I guess the idea is that you're, you know, you're looking at the rack of comics and then your eyes just land on She-Hulk because she's so hot. And you're like, oh, my God, she's talking to me. How hilarious. Uh, but I yeah. do... All right, I mean, not that I'm in any position to uh, criticize the great John Byrne, but, like, isn't her, like, stomach a little weird?
2: Um, I don't... You know, I was kind of wondering that, too, but I think it's because she kind of has her hips cocked mm, okay. to the side. All right. That it looks a little odd, and I think, it's, I think it's anatomically correct. I just don't think we're used to seeing that
1: pose. Right, right. Used I office.
2: gotcha. All right, well, let's... I don't think we've got any uh, any Rob Liefeld level criticisms
1: here. Uh, oh, the those hands are beautiful, beautiful hands, and I'm sure yes, and they yes, exist. <laughs> they're not covered up by anything. Uh, the fingers are, are good, are great too. Um, so, all right, we're gonna dive into the comic here, and uh, yeah, I mean, even on this on this first page of the book, I mean, you can see
2: uh, John Byrne was nice enough to uh, even add the cuticles to her fingers.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the uh, detail is awesome. I mean that. I mean, the guy's a legend for a reason. Um, And uh, as I said, uh, all right, right here we got the splash page. Uh, She Hulk slash Jim Walters is. It's not bench pressing. It's uh, what what is that? He's doing like an over 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 the head. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Shoulder press. As, uh, and clearly, she's in a circus, and like, I don't know about you, but like, whatever I see uh, a circus and anything nowadays, it automatically feels dated.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so like of the time, mm. and it's kind of a trope too, like evil circus characters and comic books. Right.
1: Mm. Uh, these guys feel like you know, uh, I'm... um, they feel like. Have you ever seen that movie, like from the fifties, uh, Freaks?
2: No, uh, no, no, Well, they
1: kind of feel like those guys. But anyway, you were saying?
2: It, it almost reminded me of, like, I don't know why at first. I got vibes from the, uh, do you remember this? I don't know if you watched the show at all. But in, like, the second or third season of Heroes, there's, like, a circus oh, guy. That
1: like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I made yeah. it Maybe that far you. on that show. I don't know why. I'm. Ah, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it's, after the first season, it is a... 90 degree uh free fall downhill that might be an interesting one to check out someday it's so old and no one ever talks about it anymore um yeah first season's great yeah, I, re- I do remember that all right so moving on um we see uh she hulk and um she's uh you know talking about how uh you know, even though what she's doing is impressive, it's not as impressive as her cousin. And then she thinks back to the time when the the Hulk also hung out in a uh, circus. And it shows the Hulk. That's right. The Incredible Hulk in a clown suit juggling an elephant and a horse. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like a and um, is that like a monkey in the middle? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, yeah, I mean. As we were talking about, it's almost hard to. All right, obviously this book is supposed to be, you know, funny and satirical, but yeah, at all at the same time, it also feels dated, though. Um, and I don't know. I never wanted to see the Hulk in a clown suit, but hey, uh, you know, give Disney a few more years, and it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, but but
2: you know, like it's weird here because I guess this is her first instance of the wall kind of the fourth wall kind of being broken mm-hmm. a little bit maybe not so much because she's like so because this book is canon so this really happened mm-hmm. you know we're like hulk this is a part of his life and she says um maybe you read about it in the first issue of the avengers comic to the guy who's oh to yeah to. that was funny so in this world i guess the comic books exist Brave. Uh and they have real stories that happen. So I don't know. I guess they're they're comic books slash little documentary books. I don't know. It's very weird. Um and then you know the the guy she's talking to from the circus even says, Oh, I don't read uh much, especially not those superhero movies. Right. So anyways, real weird. I don't remember Hulk being in the circus, let alone being in the circus, juggling <laughs> giant animals, let alone being billed as
1: a robot (laughs) i know i know it's so weird it's uh it's yeah and then it gets it only gets even weirder and campier this almost reaches like uh batman 66 levels of camp at times uh like okay so jen is uh walking or she hulk however you want to refer to her she's uh walking away and then all of a sudden the uh on the last panel this uh there's like a big swirl, and there's a figure, and he's saying, Surrender, She-Hulk. You have no will, no mind. And no, it's not the Shadow, though I wish it was. Instead, we get uh, the Ringmaster. <laughs> and he's like... Yep, Stone Cold Steve oh, Austin. I, uh, I was going to make that I'm reference. Sure. Uh, good job. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, they did have the WCW comic at Marvel at, at this time, so you know they could have made it happen. Um, but of course he wasn't the ringmaster back then, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, he was, uh, stunning Steve That's Austin. right. Uh, <laughs> so the ringmasters, um, why don't you take a crack at describing his, like, look? <laughs> so
2: he's basically got, like, a fairly traditional-ish kind of ringmaster hmm. outfit, but it's like, the coat is green with black stars, as are his
1: boots. I'm, I'm getting real, uh, like, his pants are Riddler like... vibes. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's very Riddler-esque. It's like a like a fancy Riddler outfit, and instead of question marks, he's got stars. Right,
1: and his uh, hat uh, reminds me of the Mad Hatter. So that's like two Batman villains smashed into one to make one ringmaster. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, he explains how he uses something in his hat to uh, hypnotize people, and uh, he says the She-Hulk is mine to do with as I please, which, uh, I mean, you know... If you could uh, construe that in some pretty horrible ways. <laughs> this nice. this clown here with the cigarette, though, is pretty hilarious. He's basically Krusty the Clown. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, and uh, so he's uh, saying that um, the the clown here is like, uh, well, not quite uh, Maynard. <laughs> I guess that's the ringmaster's real name. <laughs> There's still the matter of the three million bucks because. As it's going to be revealed, the circus of crime, um, which is what the ringmaster controls here, was hired by these sort of nondescript uh, scientists or whatever to test the She-Hulk. And so he says, uh, shut up, the money's as good as in the bank. Um, The circus of crime may not be for hire, but only on, or may be for hire, but only on my terms. Uh, So now we are actually in the lab with those aforementioned uh, scientists and um they're just sort of talking about their plan they're in silhouette you don't really get a good look at them and look at them and for some reason there's a um a weird like claw thing in the last panel do you know what that claw thing was for
2: uh in the very last panel we see that uh oh right the the, the the weird
1: vulture mr burns looking guy yeah, 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 yeah. We see that character. See, that's uh, well done, Mister Burn. Burn, <laughs> well done, Mister Mister Burn. Uh, giving us little <laughs> hints there, and there's other hints of the other characters that are hanging out with these guys. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, basically, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue.
2: And it's weird. This is they make like a thing all throughout this issue about how no one's ever been able to make any charges stick against mm-hmm. the circus of crime. This is the first instance of that. Um, I don't know. It's just so funny, like how shoe, how shoehorned it is into here. Mm-hmm. Like it's such an unnatural conversation where, like, one of them calls them felons, and the other the other like presumed felons. Doctor, <laughs> no one's been able to make a charge stick on them. Like this very right,
1: uh, right. Well, cutout. it's. I mean, it kind of works because it makes. She-Hulk, spoiler alert, uh, victory at the end. I guess me and all that much more, (laughs) if anything can mean anything in this book. But uh, uh, moving on, so we now see um, She-Hulk sitting in a chair and basically the ringmaster asks her to basically recap her origin. And uh, first, of course, she has to recap the Hulk's origin. Uh, To which she does, and then she talks about how um, she was on a case going up against some uh, gangsters, and then while she and Bruce were driving in a car somewhere, they basically ran them off the road, and she had to get an emergency blood transfusion from Bruce. Like she got shot, I guess, mm-hmm. is the implication. And uh and then that's how she became uh the she hulk. Uh and it's funny he's he's basically like, Okay, I think we've heard enough <laughs> says the ringmaster, like <laughs> just enough, you know, to catch up the reader on uh on her origin. And then um I uh by the way, I, I
2: the implication here is that Bruce Banner can at any time create more hulks.
1: Uh with just a blood transfusion. Well, so. I mean a in weird. The, I guess early two thousand or to like early two thousand to twenty fifteen. I mean, the amount of Hulks in the Marvel universe was like getting out of control. There was the Green Hulk, the Red Hulk, his like son that was from Planet Hulk. There was She-Hulk and Red She-Hulk. So uh I don't know. I mean, and it wasn't all from Blood Transfusions, but uh I mean, yeah, that's that's a very good point. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I, I, she talks about how she got like an extra dose of radiation, and that's how she ended up being permanently yeah. Oh, green good job,
1: yeah. Because uh, I guess before she was able to transform the way Bruce does, uh, but now she's just stuck being green all the time. And who wouldn't want to be? But she
2: does not have a secret identity, unlike, uh, you know,
1: Ray. Right, right? Or he tries to. He just Hulk just wants to be left alone. When is the world going to learn that? I get him. He's an introvert. Do you member. think <laughs> I get Do you think if Captain Kirk um were to meet the She-Hulk, he would immediately be attracted to her?
2: Oh yeah, because uh in the original series he hooks up with uh an Orion, which is a green alien basically looking exactly like right, her. Right, of course. That's
1: that's why I mentioned it. Good job. Good job, buddy. Wait. No, no, Steve. Good job <laughs> to you. All right. We'll give each other a high five later on when the next time we meet physically uh so yeah basically um the ringmaster here looks to uh this rather uh effeminate looking guy called the professor and uh he's like oh do you think uh you can your makeup wizardry can um is up to the task and he's like sure and then on the last uh, panel here it says two hours later and basically the she-hulk is transformed into well she's now white and she has this ridiculous sort of red wig um, and I don't know, a cu- lip fillers basically, she looks like an Instagram
0: fitness
2: model now. <laughs> uh, it's what she's been turned into. Well,
1: well, with an outfit that was like stolen from like the like a go go dancer from like the 60s or something. Uh, yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. wacky. Um, and now she is uh, being called Glamenzonia. Uh, yeah, Glamzonia. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, basically. This is all part of their plan, and um, on the next page, we learn that there is a uh, another lady who, basically, um, She-Hulk slash Glamazonia is kind of uh, usurping her role. I guess she was the, the strong woman at, at first, but you know, how can you how can you live up to the She-Hulk? I mean, she's massive, and she's just like yeah. sort of voicing her uh, her distaste with the ringmaster's uh, choice. It's- Oh, Princess Python, yeah, that's her basically name, she,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically she's upset that uh, she's not going to be, she feels like she's not going to be the, what does she describe herself, like, as eye candy yeah. or something? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember.
1: Yeah,
2: but, uh, Yeah. she's like, what am I, Chop Right. Hey, fucking here. Yeah, she turns into Rodney Dangerfield. Right, uh,
1: <laughs> right, right, that's when, like, that's, that's the one great thing about reading older comics is when they have just, like, just old like slang from the time thrown in there, like that sounds like something the three Stooges would say, or Rodney Dangerfield, as you said, um, and that got me thinking, like, we should probably do uh, older comics because have you ever seen there was like a time, I guess back in the forties, when the word boner basically meant like. Uh, like jokes or like, you know, shenanigans or something. So there's Superman yeah, comics. Yeah, I think I've yeah. seen some. Where he's, yeah, I've seen, I've seen those uh, little those panels with like their same boner over Yeah, we and could over. have a real good time with those boners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. All right. Man, so down. moving on. All right. It's basically showtime for the circus. Uh, everybody's packed in to, uh, to the bleachers. And out comes the ringmaster to welcome them all uh, there. And, uh, how did these hold on? See, how did these people even find out about there being a free
2: show uh, at the circus? There's no internet. Uh,
1: flyers, baby flyers. I guess. Was, I guess, yeah, those are always work. I well. can see the flyer uh, right now. Circus of Crime invites you to. But no, no, they have a <laughs> well.
2: They do a, cover have a, name, uh, yeah. a name called the McFadden Circus, right. McFadden Brothers mm-hmm. Circus that they
1: operate under.
2: But um, yeah, the. Yeah, they they're at least weren't stupid enough to call themselves a circus of crime yeah, the
1: Right, exactly. Um so yeah, the crowd is commenting that the bleachers have seat belts for some reason. And along comes uh Glamanzonia. She uh lifts them up and uh everyone's okay with it. <laughs> They're just like, whoa, this must be uh, part of the show. And I don't know, there's some funny little, there's a, at the end here, a guy is like, man, I wouldn't want to bump into her in a dark alley. And another guy's waving his hand. and He's like, hey, I would. <laughs> it's like just, uh, <laughs> cheese, cheese ball stuff. Um, but uh, so on the next page, let's see ringmaster he's saying uh talking about those seat belts saying that everybody he needs to uh, fasten them at the um as soon as possible and uh then basically the ringmaster hypnotizes the ens- entire crowd and there here's another funny little thing he says like all right another second or two and they'll all get their diplomas from zombie high i think that because the um the Princess Python and uh, Krusty the Clown over here are like uh, looking on, and basically they're just saying exactly what's what's happening. And I don't know; I just thought that was a funny sort of line for some zombie high. Yeah, I
2: don't really understand how I don't really understand how She-Hulk got under the bleacher right. uh, <laughs> right. section, you know, because it was flat against the mm-hmm. ground. So I don't know how she got under it to lift it up, but you know. Uh, that's a minor quibble.
1: Uh, I mean, this is a book How about, dare uh, you question people. a strong woman? You just go with it, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous plan ever. So it now is. that the uh, and I almost love it. Uh, so now that everyone's nice and hypnotized and they have their seatbelts fashioned, uh, he then instructs uh, She-Hulk slash Glamanzonia to <laughs> turn the bleachers sideways. And all like the change and wallets and every basically everything in these people's pockets fall down and uh yeah so they're robbing all these people like what a what a ridiculous
2: yeah so just a yeah they make everybody sit in one small section of bleachers and they even comment like hey what's up with all the empty sections the audience comments on that and then she just like picks it up flips it over I guess, like, shakes it gets all their shit to fall out. This is the most convoluted plan. You already have them hypnotized. Mm-hmm. You already have them strapped in. Why not just go into the stands?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and then, um, so the ringmaster, then, he
0: says, uh, Very well now, Glamenzonia, Put the stall back in place, and I will leave them with the hypnotically induced impression that they have just
1: seen thee. Turn the page greatest show on earth and then everyone is leaving the um the circus saying what a great time they had and, and uh so basically the circus is over and <laughs> this this just came out of nowhere but i kind of appreciate the sort of b plot that john Byrne tried to throw in here it doesn't even really need to be there but all right so out of nowhere this um uh, like what do you call it? Like a cart or a caravan? Like a wagon. Yeah, a wagon. There you go. Like a covered wagon, because this took place in you know uh, eight, the 1800s. Uh, this is a...
2: yeah. This took place during the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Watch out, She Hulk. You're gonna get dysentery. Um, so uh, this wooded covered wagon um, goes towards She Hulk and a few of the others, and she just smashes it, no problem. Um, and this really turns out to be a, a big deal for those. Um, those nondescript scientists we were talking about earlier—they're like, "Oh, we just want to test the She-Hulk. She can't be, she can't be, hurt." So one of them disguises himself as a gorilla, and then goes uh, and basically joins the circus so he can have a more hands-on approach.
2: Yeah. Now, by the way, Steve, as the—I know this is backtracking a little bit—but as the patrons of the circus are leaving. One of them says, huh, I must have left my wallet in my other pants. Hmm. Uh, Wouldn't they all start to notice that, like, shit's missing right away? And, (laughs) like, you know, like, like, because they even mentioned that they, like, that the bad guys mentioned that they took $3,700 in cash plus some jewelry, pocket watches, et cetera. Like, people would notice, like, their jewelry and stuff is missing. Maybe they might not notice their wallets right away, but I don't know. Just uh, this is a terrible, terrible plot. But uh, I I, I guess maybe um, the guy could have... uh, I I would have liked to have seen them also give them the impression that nothing was stolen. Because it's ridiculous. You have to really suspend your disbelief. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's ridiculous on purpose. Um, But, yeah, the... uh, I, I mean, you could... To play devil's advocate you know maybe they're already hypnotized so maybe it's like the idea is like oh we just saw the best thing ever so they're just busy talking about the circus they don't have time to fill around in their pockets they're, they're
2: well, anyway, like, like you said, we've got one of the scientists dressing up as a gorilla right. of some
1: sort. Right. I, I can't wait for this to actually show up in the She-Hulk show. Um, if it does, I yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. try to watch a little bit of it just to get, just so I could like come back and report on it. But I just didn't have the time. So yeah, he um, he dresses up as a gorilla because it's time one of us took a more personal involvement in this project. And, uh, so he's walking by yet another covered wagon where, um, She-Hulk and the Ringmaster and the rest of the, uh, Circus of Crime are hanging out. You know what else this, uh, circus gave me vibes of, especially this wagon, is, um, from the Care Bears movie. Uh, you remember? Oh, (laughs)
2: yeah, yeah. I could not
1: help but think about that. I'm just, I'm waiting for that book with the bald, green-headed woman in it to show up. Now, wouldn't that be a surprise? (laughs) Um... You know, at this point, it would have
2: not surprise me. Be- <laughs> John Byrne, this is a giant. The interior of this wagon
1: is right. Huge. Oh, John Byrne was so high on his own; he was a real mark for himself at this time. So he was like, "I can do anything I want with She-Hulk." Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, basically, the Circus of Crime um, is saying that uh, that a- that uh, covered wagon incident with She-Hulk was no accident. Someone was. Uh, aiming at it and of course they blame um, the Princess Python whose name is Zelda and she's like I couldn't have done that I was on the other side of the tent uh, and uh, I mean and really like why again why would you think a wooden wagon could stop the She-Hulk but so right? uh, uh, so
2: well yeah I mean that's that's kind of my problem with it because it's like why would the person that throws the wagon at her think that they could stop her and why would these scientists think that like that's gonna hurt her or put her in danger i know that they're testing her abilities but they have to know enough that like that's not gonna stop yeah, you'd, her.
0: You'd, you, you know,
2: so
1: think so really <laughs> i think maybe john Byrne just wanted to draw the she-hulk and not really <laughs> think about rules yeah. and stuff uh because she-hulk because when the wagon like uh you know is like barely
2: and and how fast could you really push right, a wagon also right right Anyway, but as it's coming through, you know, she ends up punching the wagon and it literally just, like, turns into... Like, she obliterates it. It turns into a million pieces with one punch. And that's when the science is like, oh, she's
1: in danger. <laughs> is she?
2: In danger of what? Getting a splinter? Like, there's no danger. And uh, and the but amount of detail
1: I, like, he puts in those uh, splinters was pretty awesome. I And it's happening again yeah, on yeah. this page here as, uh, well, we're about to get to it. So... Outside of this new cover, this other covered wagon, (laughs) the scientist disguised as a gorilla uh, looks on and listening in to what's going on. And I really like this word here. The ringmaster is like uh, uh, says that um, the Python princess could have easily have charmed one of those roustabouts. Like you don't you don't right? see that word enough these days. Uh, no, no you And really so uh, the I guess the strongman of the circus sees that the gorilla is looking on, and he goes, "Hey, one of them gorillas has escaped." And so of course they they tell She-Hulk to go get him, and uh, then in the second to last panel, the strongman goes, "Hey, wait a minute! I just remembered, this circus doesn't have any gorillas." And then Krusty the Clown is all like, "Oh yeah? Well maybe you'd better tell him that." And my favorite thing about this pa- last panel here is that the gorilla is throwing barrels. And it's like, is this a Donkey Kong reference? Like, <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's gotta be. Like, is John Byrne a gamer? Like...
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But apparently the guy in this gorilla suit is super strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, he... Because he's like, literally jumps over... I mean, he's throwing like freaking barrels. Like
1: oil barrels. Right, right. And here he is on the next page, like, jumping... I mean... You know, I used to be a suit character at Universal Studios and dressing up in Shrek. I mean, it was hard to just even regularly walk in there, let alone jump over, you know, a seven foot tall woman. And believe me, I tried that once. Right. Uh And uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, he says uh, the scientist slash gorilla says this won't do at all. And he swipes the ringmaster's um, hat in order to. Um, make it so, um, She Hulk here. He's, he's
2: gonna dehypnotize right, her, but basically.
1: not completely. Just enough to where she won't be interested in him. But it backfires, and she he does indeed completely dehypnotize um, She Hulk here. And man, this profile here of She Hulk in the last uh, panel is not good. She looks like a man, baby. <laughs> like yeah, it's a, it's a little weird her face for yeah. sure. So uh so yes yeah, she comes to and she's all what is going on here and um and then she goes the ringmaster and unless i miss my guess the circus of crime and they all go
2: <laughs> miss my guess Steve.
1: like who says that I mean again this is like campy batman 66 dialogue basically
2: yeah i guess so i just never heard that like phrase i miss my (laughs)
1: guess and so they all go the circus of crime goes run for it and she goes oh no you don't and yet we get our our second covered wagon gets smashed here they just they just have plenty of covered wagons to throw around here listen
2: i don't know what happened in burns childhood (laughs) with a wagon uh I think he's working out (laughs) through some issues here right because uh yeah there's a lot of because the first wagon gets smashed with a punch into a million Mm -hmm. pieces then we have she hulk burst out of the wagon that they're inside of to go recapture the gorilla and now she's just thrown this wagon uh and destroyed it as well so i i don't know what's going on and actually then we see the last panel on this page she's ripping like bars off of another
1: wagon right right i think what what happened
2: <laughs> to, to John burn Did he was he dumped like inside of a wagon by his first <laughs> love or something? What's going on? They were John?
1: making out, and uh, well, we'll just. I think maybe maybe he just really likes drawing wood splinters. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, we'll have to ask him if we ever see him at a con. Maybe he'll show up at that con you're going to. Um, maybe. But uh, yeah, so next.
2: So anyway, the guys are running mm-hmm. away, right? And then, like, this is so convoluted. She rips <laughs> off, like, the bars off that wagon. And then she, like, throws them into the air. And these, like, wooden bars, like, land... Happen to land in a circle all around the bad guys. Were running mm-hmm. away. And then she, like, makes, like, a little jail cell out of it and, like, ties up, like... What? This
1: feels like, like, DC, like, cheese from, like, the... 40s yes. or 50s like something superman would have done back then um, yeah this
2: is very golden age. yeah there uh, you go
1: that's the that's well, the term to use uh so yeah um she easily <laughs> defeats the circus of crime and just then she's like somebody needs to call the cops and so she sees the cops are already arriving and uh then on the next page we see um, uh, She-Hulk. I guess she's in her apartment. Or maybe she's supposed to be uh, at the uh, police station. I think she's yeah, at the yeah, police yeah, that's station. It. Um, and she has uh, just had a shower. She was, so she's back um, green. She's toweling off. And there's another. Uh, there's a female officer there. Um, she's like, hey, we got you some uh, clothes here. Um, because the ringmaster shredded your old outfit. Um, and... Uh,
2: yeah, they they like say that they like ripped them off of you. They must
1: have ripped it off right. of you when uh, and, they they changed you. So uh, basically, they saw right. It so changed, the changed it. It. that was in the director's cut. That was a panel that John Byrne kept for himself, uh, and yeah. he made sure there were no wooded wagons around when he drew it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and here's another odd sort of reference. And again, you know, John Byrne is, I guess was british so maybe this is more well known to them yeah he's
2: yeah I, I don't i don't think he lost his britishness it's not like a blood transfer right right, right well it's just
1: british. that she goes for a while there i was beginning to get a real understanding of hamlet's line about painting an inch thick and i was just like of all the shakespeare quotes i've just never heard that one um Me either. so i guess we're just not as cultured as he is um so uh, so yeah. Now the um, the cop starts at saying, uh, "Oh, I believe a uh, congratulations is in order to, uh their She-Hulk, because um, they were able they were able to pull the rap sheets and finally put away the circus of crime uh, for the first time ever." And um, and then also she explains that uh, the uh, the ringmaster started saying that Zelda was trying to kill She-Hulk, but then it turns out that. The very uh, effeminate-looking professor-slash-makeup guy has been carrying a torch for uh, Zelda-slash-the-Python-Princess this whole time, and he was the one who apparently had the Herculean strength to hurl that wooded wagon towards She-Hulk. I mean, it it makes no sense. No, it really,
2: really does not make any sense at all. Um, But, you know, it's not there's plenty of things that don't make sense right, right in this it's uh...
1: it doesn't make sense but kind of in a fun way i mean and i just think i mean he at least bothered to try to have some kind of intrigue in there uh so right. good for that um and uh so then um she hulk is like well where is the ringmaster i want to go talk to him uh and and then another weird thing said by the cop is like oh the back then the cages <laughs> Like, it's like, yeah. isn't it called a jail? Like, <laughs> but uh, And she's like, there's been something off about this whole gig. And so she goes um, to the cages, a.k.a. the prison. And uh, I was like, what was this all about, Ringmaster? And, of course, he's uh, more than willing to, to spill the beans, saying that he got paid by the nondescript scientist uh, $3 million to test your strength. And... Um, uh, he, uh, wants, she wants to know who it was. And he says, Oh, we never saw them. We were just, uh, intermediaries. And here we get a big time fourth wall break where she says, Oh, great. Some anonymous bad guy is ready to spend 3 million bucks to find out how tough I am. And I know how these things work. It'll be at least my third issue before I find out who it is. And then she goes, although you readers will probably find out on the next page, and this like really threw me off when because I, I was not expecting it like at <laughs> all whatsoever.
2: I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Here? yeah
1: um and then we're back with um with those scientists, and um um they're basically talking about um that they were the ones who called the police because he wanted to pull the other scientist out in who was in the ape suit
2: the, the the scientist that was not in the gorilla suit is the one that called the police because he thought like basically that it, it was an unacceptable level of danger that F- they were bringing the She-Hulk the in with all this whack,
1: She-Hulk <laughs> like the logic here is just amazing um and so we turn they they say they need to continue their testing blah 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 and then we turn the page and we find out that the name of this like uh, crime group is called the headmen who I've never heard of and uh basically what they're trying to do is I guess take um like uh, a blood sample or whatever from She-Hulk so they can fix <laughs> this weird vulture squid looking guy over here um Right. yeah uh wait their poor friend chandu so if you know if you've ever heard of chandu ever in your entire years listening or watch, reading marvel comics do let us know because this is the first time i've ever heard of him and man does he look weird how, how would you describe him
2: yeah i don't know so he's got like the legs <laughs> of like a chicken, chicken <laughs> i guess and I, his arms are what like yeah like
1: weird tendril tentacle things and he's got
2: and then he's got like devil's yeah yeah it's it's and a unicorn horn but he's got like a
1: serpent tongue it's so ridiculous that uh it's um pretty funny i'm i'm sure that but you know like
2: almost more ridiculous is the
1: the woman in this
2: room her head is just like a red ball with a hand
0: (laughs) out
1: of it. I think, what? isn't she supposed to be looking down? I mean, no, you're right. I thought she was looking down at the guy, and she's just wearing a...
2: She's like a bowling ball for a head with an arm sticking out of it. Very right. weird.
1: Oh, and, uh, oh yeah, no, that's not how it is. For a minute, I thought that this guy, that the uh, other scientist actually had an ape for a body, but I'm like, for some reason, he's still wearing the costume. Like, it's <laughs> pretty... St-
2: not only is he wearing the costumes, he's sitting like an ape. Right, and he still has... Why? You don't have to keep putting up the show, but yeah. <laughs> he's a method actor. He
1: really <laughs> likes wearing that ape suit for some reason. Um, yeah. Well, that is the end of uh, The Sensational She-Hulk, number one. Um, so let's uh, run the bumper and uh, render our verdict. I remember,
0: you're Next we question
1: all right so uh he hell do you think that the sensational she hulk number one should be uh remembered for all of comics history or tossed into the dollar bin of obscurity never to be heard from again
2: i don't know man this is a this is a tough one because uh i don't know if i'd say it's good uh but i also wouldn't necessarily say it's bad and I can definitely see how, like, it might be fun, you know, a fun book. You know, it doesn't take itself too seriously with the fourth wall breaking. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say keep it.
1: Uh, wow.
2: Wow. Let's say Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was really on the fence, too. I would say, like, it's not funny enough, though. I would say there's probably potential for it to get even crazier right. because this lasted, like, 40 issues, 60 issues, if I'm not mistaken. So you can only imagine that it's going to get even uh, wackier as it goes on. But, I mean, I would. Well, I mean. What's up? the last page says that next
2: issue the terrible toad men
1: <laughs> so right, this is almost like the tick this is marvel's the tick <laughs> For, yeah i can, I can um, see um and uh yeah i mean i uh i think i'm just gonna have to go ahead and kill it so we can have a stalemate because i think i think this deserves a stalemate uh man let me find the stalemate we haven't used it in so long all right here it comes Oh, man, forgot how great that bumper was. <laughs> 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 um,
2: it wasted our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's great. All right, well, uh, that is uh, pretty much our show. Uh, anything else you... I mean, I guess by the time this one airs, spoiler alert, this is a pre-tape, you'll already be at your con, so there's no point in even talking about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will be currently at the convention. Uh, actually, I'll probably be flying back uh, when people are hearing, so I'll be just about to land.
1: Mm. Are you uh are you taking yeah. Spirit? Because they're the worst.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm taking American Airlines. I'm actually flying first class. Ooh, uh, fancy.
1: I mean, Bougie did they pay for it or did you pay for it?
2: Uh no, no, because I'm not going as a guest. Oh,
1: okay. This year. Gotcha.
2: They they did ask and I just didn't wanna like I didn't have time to prepare a a panel by the when Great. they asked. They asked late and uh I guess I could have like thrown something together, but uh, they are. Uh, I do get into the convention for free, having been a previous guest, and so that's nice. But uh, yeah, I will be at the retro. I mean, again, by the time this goes out, I sh- the convention should already be just about ending. But I'll be at the retro RGB booth uh, here and there uh, on the convention floor. They're hanging out. Nice.
1: And uh, if you enjoy comic books, uh, my comic book uh will be available on uh big cartel have you ever heard of big cartel before
2: i have heard of big cartel i believe that's where circus of crime sells
1: their books uh, <laughs> right
2: no i have heard of big cartel it's like a merch uh store yep. in, right? I think. yeah
1: i think we're gonna have a whole well i mean not that i have a whole bunch of uh you know merchandise already but that'll be the reptilian media store where maybe we'll have a sticker for this show at some point um or something but oh. uh but yeah, starting soon, uh, my book, Escape to Earth, will be available uh, to purchase there uh, in physical form or digital if you like. Uh, hopefully, there will be a link in the description by the time I post this. Um, and uh, and I guess that's it. And don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends and follow us on TikTok and every other possible social media place. And uh, it's at Reptilian Media on TikTok. And we'll see you next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on obscurity now see ya
0: You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into. I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more Obscurity media only on obscure now. now.